Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting and slightly scary episode. We are here <laughs> with Scientology Part 2. Josh is bringing it to you. Oh, I'm bringing it. <laughs> You're bringing it, and I literally cannot wait for the comment section on YouTube. It's going to be a battle. Yeah, I'm balls to the wall on this one. Yeah? Yeah. Confident? I'm very confident, and uh, <laughs> I just can't wait. Okay, well, I suppose without further ado, we should probably get stuck in. Yeah, let's do it. So, well, just before we get stuck in, uh, as always, I tend to get my research a little bit wrong. Not that big of a deal. After doing research for part two, there was some things I came across that I was like, oh, I didn't know that because I didn't see it at the time. Some updates, of... yeah. So uh, just a couple of updates, if you will. Uh, so I mentioned that uh, the first attempt of clear water was unsuccessful. Turns yes. out later on it was actually successful. And Clearwater, Florida is actually one of the main hubs for Scientology. Scientology these days, yeah. So there's just that little one. And poor choice of words. I said L. Ron Hubbard stepped down in 1966. What you I did, should yeah. have said was he stepped back. So he was very much in control all the way up to his death. But those 15 to 20 years, he just had a bit more help and he wasn't living on land. He was yeah, like, you said he was living on his boat, so he yeah. wasn't like actually sort of involved in the community of it. He mm -hmm. was kind of like the, the fat cats out at the top just yeah. issuing orders or whatever, I suppose. Yeah, so he he was still very much in charge, basically, but I made it sound as if he was retired. Yeah, that, well, that's what I thought last week, but yeah, yeah you, but... you've cleared that up. Yeah, yes, so. and the other one? <laughs> the other one was my bad. Um, when you said that he took a second wife when he was still married to his first, and I asked if that was part of the religion like the Mormons, mm -hmm. I got that wrong. Generally, Mormons only have one wife. Mm -hmm. uh, there is an offshoot of the Mormons called the Fundamentalist 
Church of Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints. So technically they kind of used to be Mormons, but they kind of veered off. Oh, okay. Th- those are the people that were, were quite into their polygamy and their, their multiple wives, yeah. however legal that is. But like I said, like I said last week, they do kind of... they keep their own little communities, mm. keep themselves to themselves, and, and there's been very little um, success in trying to wipe that sort of thing out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, but so it's the fundamental. They call, they call themselves fundamentalists, not Mormons. So, okay. Yeah. Well, now that we've cleared, cleared that up, that up <laughs> I can say part two as well, I did double check, and everything I'm about to say today is... It's, it's out there, man. It's, it's on the internet, there. isn't it? You can research this for yourself if you mm-hmm. are, uh, uh, if you're listening to this and you're more interested in finding more about Scientology. I'm sure Josh has done a brilliant uh, job of this second part today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, because some other podcasts have had quite a lot of black backlash from mm-hmm. Scientologists, I'm hoping that here in the UK we're a little bit safer than some of them. Um, but we are kind of expecting hate emails from them you know that kind of thing and we just like to make doubly sure that everybody knows that this that we've not made any of this up no nothing all, is... all of josh's research is what he's pulled from the internet anybody can go mm-hmm. and find it yeah if you know where to look 100 percent. yeah even if um some of the things i say you're like that can't be true even just using a search engine Typing in certain keywords, you will find Check all the articles, yourself, yeah. everything that I'm about to say. Yeah. So without further ado, Let's call dive me, in. Call me Mr. Tangerine because it is about to get juicy, my friend. <laughs> so we last <laughs> we last left off. I t- I tickled your teats. You did, and you left me hanging, man. I left you hanging, and we ended with Elron Hubbard passing away. And, and handing on the crown, if you like, to David Miscavige. Yes, yeah. that is the one. So, now, prepare to be milked. So, <laughs> I will just touch on, there was a brief period in between Hubbard and Miscavige. You said, yeah, last week, that there was a guy and his wife who were sort yeah. of managing things a little bit. So, Pat and Annie Broker. Right. They were married, and they were high up in the rankings of yep. um, Scientology. They were very close friends of L. Ron Hubbard up until the point where he died. I'm pretty sure they were some of the Scientologists kind of looking after him. And Before we go in, into this, mm-hmm. can you just explain the ranking system of um, Scientology? Because like this week okay. where we've sort of been talking backwards and forwards about things, you keep going on about, oh, this guy's level three and level... I mean, how, how, okay. how does that work? So... Just a general outline. Okay, yeah, I'll give you a general outline because um, I'll, I'll go into more detail later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The general outline is OT stands for something Thetan. Okay, yeah. Oh, God, I need oh, to find so, it. Well, you can find that bit later. but Okay, when we come across it, um, basically there's eight levels. So right. you start off at the, the bottom, which is known as the bridge, which is basically like apprentices. It's like OT like, zero. Yeah, basically it's an OT0, right, yeah, yeah. and they, they refer to it as the bridge. Yeah. So everyone's the same level. You're, yeah. you're basically servants just doing what they say. And OT8 is the top level. Yeah. And a lot of people in Scientology, after spending millions and lots of money, they just about get to OT3. Oh, really? You know what I mean? And OT3... It's that exclusive to get to the top. Oh, yeah. There's actually very few people... 
um, especially now that Scientology has moved on to modern times. Mm -hmm. In the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you had a lot of OT8s and OT7s, high-end members. But nowadays, you don't have many OT level 8s, like the top of the top. Um, So essentially, that is basically, there's, there's eight levels, and OT3 is where you learn what Scientology is actually about, which right. I will beautifully explain. We, we, yeah, we will on. be covering, yeah. So that's basically at eight levels. So so when Hubbard died, he left a memo for Pat and Annie Broker to take over the the Church of Scientology. Yeah. Um, so Scientology in the 80s wasn't as popular as it had been for several years, with more members leaving the church than ever before. But Scientology still had its loyal, devoted members like the Miscavige family. Ronald and Loretta Miscavige had been Catholics up until they had twins, David and Denise. As a child, David suffered from asthma and allergies, so his father decided to send him to the Church of Scientology to get help. And after one 45-minute Dianetic session, David Miscavige was cured. Oh, well, oh, yeah, so this relates to what you said about last week where they were advertising, we can cure your ailments if you've got polio or whatever it was. And, and, yep. and so he was actually a subject of that, yeah. that process, I guess. And this actually led to the whole family becoming Scientologists in 1971. Well, I guess, I guess if, if your child that you didn't think could be cured was suddenly cured by whatever means, you would be a believer, wouldn't you? I yeah, guess. you yeah. would. Yeah, you can't really blame them there. Yeah. And the miscavages, they were devoted in teaching the ways of Scientology and even broke some rules to move to West Sussex in England. So do you remember before we oh, said about yeah, yeah, people yeah, then, being... Yeah, not allowed to, to um, migrate to different certain countries Yeah, if you are a follower of Scientology, yeah. Uh, but they, when they moved to England, um, they were part of a, a headquarters that was established in St. Hill Manor. And this is also where David began his training at the age of 12 and became the youngest professional auditor in history of Scientology. Wow. So he has that to his name. Um, and some of the members of the church started calling him, calling him the prodigy or prodigy child. Okay. Because from a young age, becoming this auditor, they were like, that's that's the guy. That's the one to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save this thought for later, but you've just given me a spark of a thought there. Oh, <laughs> are you thinking one thing where they kind of like encouraged him to be like well, that? Well, I, I was kind of thinking the way child celebrities get brainwashed and indoctrinated into this weird lifestyle, you know, like Michael Jackson mm. could never live a, a normal life because as like an eight-year-old kid, he was forced into the limelight. Yeah. And that almost seems to me at the moment, like that's what's happened to David is that he's been pushed into this thing to, to cure him. And then because they all believe in it, it's like, well, yeah, no, we could make him a very big player in this, you know? Yeah. And, and from a young age, he's been pushed into it, immersed in it, doesn't know anything else. Yeah, I suppose that is true to some degree, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, because he rose the ranks very quickly. So, like, when he finished high school, he joined Hubbard in his quest to spread Scientology by officially bo- becoming a member of Hubbard's Sea Organization, like mm-hmm. I mentioned before, the fleet. Um, and he actually joined a sector of Scientology called the CMO, 
which stands for the Commodore's Messenger Organization. Yes, that's right. Because uh, uh, L. Ron Hubbard did actually pronounce himself the Commodore of the fleet, didn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. And what I find amazing is how many sections they just keep creating like we need this organization we need this one we need this one it gets so crazy it's kind of like that compartmentalized government system that we talked about in the whistleblower episode Mm -hmm. you know keep it all under wraps you only know what you need to know and we'll just create a little cell if you like yes yeah and as part of being a member of the cmo Jobs included running personal errands and delivering executive directions to management from L. Ron Hubbard himself. So it was a very important job. Um, He swiftly rose the ranks and and began working directly with Hubbard as his number two. And some of his jobs included filming training programs and learning as much as he could, almost as if he knew, I'm going to be the next big thing. Top dog, yeah. By 19... He was the head of the CMO. Oh, right. Okay. At the age of 19. And by the age of 21, found himself in charge of Hubbard's legal issues, liter- literary and financial affairs. Okay, yeah. By the age of 21. Wow. It's impressive. So it yeah, like That's you quite say, a resume, yeah. Like you say, it's almost like... I don't think groom's the right word, but like not, it's, no, not grooming. It's almost like they he's been manipulated from a yes. young age. You know, uh, th- you know, this is the way you're. This is the path that you're going to take in life. Mm. There's no, there's no veering off that path. That that is set for. There's no way he could have got out of that. If he, no, even if he wanted yeah. to. I, yeah, I mean, imagine if you're 19 and you're getting made the head of a company. Like a subsection of a company, you, you, why would you leave? Like you're you gonna... wouldn't, would you? No, not at so, all. He then, up until Hubbard's death, worked hard for the church, dealing with copyrights, properties, and generally making Scientology a thriving business as well as a church. So he kind of took the responsibilities of making it. Why do I always, more... why do I always say I don't subscribe to organized religion because <clears throat> it's just business? Mm-hmm. So when Hubbard died in 1986. Pat and Annie, who had also been working directly with Hubbard <clears throat> excuse me, for a number of years since he stepped back in 1966, found out that after only one year of being in charge of Scientology, David Miscavige had accused them of forging the personal memo in which Hubbard had made them the new leaders. Right. Only one year after his death, and with lawyers involved, by 1987, David Miscavige was the new leader and chairman of the board of Scientology. He is the highest-ranking member of the church, still, yeah, still the, to this the day. the CEO, the commanding officer. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And I've put in brackets here, New Hubbard. <laughs> the New Hubbard. <laughs> because there is not, not every Scientologist, but a lot of Scientologists think that he is like the second coming of Hubbard. Well, yeah, like, he's the new prophet. Yes. As, like we said last <laughs> week, that, that Hubbard was, had made himself a prophet of this religion, and obviously now David Cabbage, Miss Cabbage, has stepped into that role of mm-hmm. prophet. Yeah, that's basically what has happened. Yeah. But let me tell you something, Pirate. David Miscavige doesn't seem like a very nice person to me. There's a surprise. <laughs> I know. Considering Shock. how influenced he was but and by whom, it's, it's not really a surprise. And we're going to take a little deep dive into some of the skeletons in the closet. So, oh, good. Here come the YouTube comments. Yeah. So, again, you can find this online. I'm just repeating what I've what seen and what yeah. I've found and what I've read. 
So since Miscavige has become leader of Scientology, there has been numerous accounts of illegal and unethical practices by the church and Miscavige himself. Magazines and newspapers describe Miscavige as a ringleader to a hugely profitable global racket that survives by intimidating members and critics in a mafia-like manner. The cartel! Which is exactly what you said (laughs) last episode. So, Miscavige has rarely spoken directly to the press, resulting in only three interviews ever. One on screen and two written articles. Okay. Former member Don Larson says Miscavige was physically violent towards staff members, emotionally tormented, and was extremely cruel and degrading. 1992 Scientology had a in 1992 sorry Scientology had a meeting with the IRS, which resulted in Miscavige offering to cease Scientology's lawsuits against the IRS in exchange for tax exemptions. They agreed, and Scientology was officially recognised as a non-profit organisation in the US. <laughs> I say yeah. they got, and they got several <clears throat> entire towns. They got Clearwater, they got Gold Base, probably some other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's where the profits go on. <laughs> yeah, well, they're non-profit though, for you know. Well, well, that's so. Miss Miscavige then returned to the church in Los Angeles where he gave a two and a half hour speech ending with the the war is over and received a ten minute standing ovation. Oh wow. After, I bet he felt good about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the IRS thing, he gets a standing ovation. So in two thousand nine, in a series of interviews, a man called Mike Rinder, a former Scientologist, claimed Miscavige was physical and would regularly attack staff members in a room called The Hole, within the church headquarters. Other Scientologists have claimed to witness and receive the same treatment from Miscavige. In The Hole? In The Hole. That's that what they dubbed it. Sounds like an oubliette to me. Yes, you mentioned the oubliette. Yeah, so. I told you what the other day, an oubliette. It was, uh, I think it was from uh, French Dungeons... It was basically, it wasn't even a room, it was basically kind of a pit in the ground that they'd just throw people down and forget about them and you'd just have a horrible, starving, thirsty Ugh. death. And that's what the hole sounds like to me. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't go that far with it. But it's still absolutely terrifying. And I should just mention, Mike Rinder was actually quite up there. I couldn't find what OT he was, right. but he was respected and high up in the yeah, ranks. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. But I should just mention, Scientology denies all of these reports. Oh, okay, so it didn't happen. Yep, didn't happen. Fair enough. Allegedly didn't happen. So the FBI... El Chapo said the same thing. Yeah. And I will warn you, there's going to be a few allegedly pop up, and it's going to be annoying for the listeners and the viewers, but I have to do it. kind of covering our backs a little bit. Yeah, yeah. because we know what Scientologists are like, allegedly. So the (laughs) FBI... The FBI also conducted an investigation into Miscavige for human trafficking and slavery. He is also the subject of ongoing lawsuits involving child abuse and forced labour. The FBI planned a raid before the investigation was discontinued. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder Mm. how that happened. So an unnamed female accused and filed a lawsuit against Scientology and Miscavige for kidnapping, stalking, libel slander and invasion of privacy lawyers for scientology convinced the judge to move the case to internal church arbitration arbitration yeah yes nailed it (laughs) so basically 
forgotten about. Yeah, that would take that away from the magistrates and and the crane court or whatever it was, and we'll just hold we'll hold the hearing internally within our church. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's shady, isn't it? Yes, very shady, and it's about to get shady. Particularly considering those allegations are. Really quite serious allegations. Yeah, well, some would say some of the most serious allegations you can get. And again, Google it. Search engine. Whatever you like, it's there. So it's there. It's out there. So I will just mention this one as well. Um, It is an ongoing court case that hasn't reached trial yet. So, I mean, we don't know the result of that. So I will say allegedly again. Um, But Danny Masterson, he was Hyde in the 70s show. Yeah, I was going to say that name rings a bell, yeah, yeah. Also a Scientologist, as oh, okay. well as his whole family. Um, so they filed a, or he filed a lawsuit against Miscavige for involvement of rape claims. And they also tried to make that internal, but failed with Masterson being sent to trial in September 2023 and faces up to 30 years in prison. So that's what I mean. It hasn't come to trial yet. Um, but oh. again, Scientology tried to kind of get it back into the church. Oh, so Danny Masterson is accused of these offences. Yes, fair enough. Yes. Okay, and from what I read here, he is suing Miss Cabbage for either some involvement or knowing about it or whatever. Okay, and Scientology did try to do the same thing as they did with this unnamed female and say, no, we'll handle Just it with the church. Close it all into a box. And yeah. thankfully, the courts were like. No, this is serious. We'll deal with it. So the trial hasn't happened. It's scheduled for September of this year, and he could face up to 30 years in prison. But, again, he's a Scientologist. So, again, I'm just painting a picture of how nice these people are, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. So <clears throat> Miss Cabbage married his fellow Sea Org member, Michelle Diane Shelley, as people knew her. Shell um, Shelley. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> in 1982... She was reported to have set up a program to find a new girlfriend for Tom Cruise after he had split from Penelope Cruz. Cruz's attorney denies that this ever happened, so I have to throw that in Fair there. Enough, but, yeah. So that's just another allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Um, but Shelley Miscavige has not been seen since 2007, last being spotted at her own father's funeral. So right. if people want to do the maths there that's 16, 16 years, years she's been out, completely either out of the public <clears throat> eye or yeah has been misplaced somewhere yeah and it's possibly in the hole well this is the thing there there has been rumors of all sorts with her but no one actually knows so i right. won't go into those okay. theories about what happened because we can't even say allegedly on that one no so, yeah, i'm not even going to go into yeah, it it's fair enough but what i can say about it pirate is it's 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 weird, isn't it? It's a lot of some of this stuff is uh, it's like a real grey area because yeah. we don't want unnecessarily like have targets on our backs, but no. at the same time, it is there's a lot of stuff there that I could go into theories, but that's just all they are. They're just theories, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't want to get us in trouble. I'm only going and reading the stuff that is stuff out that you find that, as far as we can tell, is yeah. fact. So some of the internet, stuff, yeah. people can connect the dots and come to their own conclusions about what happened yeah, to Shelley Miscavige. Yeah, but I will tell you, at least two missing persons reports have been filed um, with Shelley Miscavige. Uh, but within hours, the LAPD closed the case, 
stating that they have found her and she is absolutely fine. She just wants to lead a private life and continue to worship the church privately. Um, As a hermit. Yes. And the church has not commented on Shelley's location. So they're not answering any questions about it. And people and ex-Scientologists claim the LAPD are being paid off by the church uh, as pushing the investigation is a conflict of interest. So there is supposedly Scientologists within the LAPD. It would not surprise me. Allegedly. Allegedly, So that's all I will say about... You'd his, have thought they won't. I mean, they, you said that they they won't disclose any information on her location. You'd have thought, being the wife of the head honcho, she'd be at Gold Base somewhere. That's where they think she is. That's, you, know, just, you know, that's what you'd naturally assume, isn't it? Yeah, but also I will say that upon the research, Shelley was very much with David pretty much everywhere she went. Right. So it were, it's not like she was behind the scenes and she's vanished. Scientologists knew her. She had friends in the community. Yeah, well, so, she, yeah, she would have been a respected member of the community, wouldn't yeah. she, being the wife of, the, of David Miscavige? I mean. mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's just not there anymore. Gone. Vanished. That is strange. Has not been seen since 2007. And still to this day, no one knows where she is. Yeah. Scientology won't comment on it. Very her. strange. So... Miss Cavage's father left Scientology in 2012, and they do not speak, can't stand each other. Allegedly, David hired a private de- private detective to follow, track, and spy, and eavesdrop, and even put GPS units on his father Ronald's car for 18 months. And the the hitman was paid ten thousand dollars a week to do this. To the point, mate. This is very interesting. On one of these spying occasions of following yeah. David Miscavige's father, they thought he was having a heart attack. And allegedly, David said that if he's having a heart attack, do not intervene. It is his time. Nice. So, allegedly, allegedly. So, Ronald, <laughs> after this, or Ron as people knew him, right, yeah. uh, he published a book titled Ruthless Scientology, My Son David Miscavige and Me. So, he's published a book about it. He's not a Scientologist anymore. And David's older brother, Ronnie, also left Scientology in 2000. Uh, David's niece, Jenna Miscavige, she left in 2005 and also published a book titled Beyond Belief, My Secret Life Inside Scientology and My Harrowing Escape. <laughs> and that's his niece. Yeah. So there's that. And I will just touch on here. So pretty much everybody who tr- tries to leave Scientology has a hard time doing it by the sounds of things. Oh, yeah. And they feel like they have to publish these books because of everything that happens within Scientology. It's almost unbelievable, some of the stories and the things that you hear. So they're publishing these books to be like, no, this is my story. This is the truth. Because yeah, this is what happened to me. Yeah. They've heard someone else and... One person's account to them, if, if you've got one person saying, like, yeah, I was physically attacked and I was tormented, this, that, and the other, people will just go, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. more people that leave Scientology that just keep producing these and publishing these books, you're starting to get a collection of, like, similar stories. And, and before you know it, you've got 50-plus people. When, it, when that happens, I mean, there's got to be some truth to it, doesn't there? Yeah. Uh, there's three sides to every story. Mm-hmm. There's yours, mine, and the truth, isn't there? Yeah. Um, 
but when more more and more people start saying the same thing it starts you know the, the two of those sides start getting closer together don't they yeah there's got to be truth there yeah there's um, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes, that's what they yes, say. Very good. And I will just touch on. I couldn't actually find a lot about. I, I said David Miscavige had a twin sister, Denise. Yeah. I couldn't find out whether she was still in Scientology or not. But what I did find out, just a little tidbit here, is allegedly twin sister Denise was hired by a Scientologist donor company, where Denise was allegedly involved in an accounting scandal. Okay. So again, just point, kind of painting this picture of this family and what they're all the, yeah, all the dodgy, shady dealings that like, they go through, like brother, like sister, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? So that is David Miscavige. He is the current leader of Scientology, and I've pretty much wrapped him up into a nice little bow what now. Stand up guy. Yeah. So think of him what you will. And again, I will just say, I know I keep saying it. This information is out there. I'm just telling you what I found within a few hours of research. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not making any of this up. You can find this information. So I'm just going to quickly transition into... Pop culture. Pop culture is basically (laughs) where I'm going. It's always your bag, isn't it? And I will just say, to transition into this, David Miscavige was the best man at Tom Cruise's wedding to Katie Holmes. Yeah. So that brings me to Tom Cruise. It's kind of like, (laughs) you'd almost think that if David Miscavige is the head of Scientology, Tom Cruise would be getting married through a Scientologist minister, you would have thought. Maybe he did, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of difference between the best man or the minister of the wedding. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think if I was that high up in a religious organization, I'd want him being the guy conducting the service, not just mm. stood next to me. Yeah, it's a good point. Do you know what I mean? But then, my, my, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, on it, I but. suppose legally we we don't know the ins and outs of whether you have to be a registered legal person. To, I, I have no idea what it I, I don't know, yeah. But the really nice person that is David Miscavige was the best man at Tom Cruise's wedding. So, Fair enough, yeah. Uh, Now I'm going to read you some pop culture facts about celebrities and starting with Tom Cruise. 
So I will just I'd start... say Tom Cruise is probably the best known Scientologist, isn't he? Yeah, he seems to be the celebrity face of Scientology. Yeah, and there's been like lots and lots of reports of him doing, you know, asking for weird stuff because because of Scientology. Like his, the, the whole yeah. birth of his child was like done in silence, and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that, wasn't it? And there's yeah. always been story ever since I can remember about Tom Cruise and Scientology. Yeah, and I will just say when. A lot of celebrities and uh, the public, I suppose, people that have met Tom Cruise, yeah. when they were just asked in general conversation, like, oh, describe him in one word, that one word was intense. I'll bet, yeah. So, <laughs> so I will just um, start off with the positives about Tom Cruise. Yeah, go for it, yeah. You, I, know, you can't be about that bad a guy. Can I, I mean, we can, we can just say... Established actor, he is good at acting. Yeah, yeah, he's got some top-notch films. Out really there, good films. In fairness, um, even what was the one that came out? Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. Wait, Maverick. That's yeah, that yeah. was it. It wasn't. I was about to say Top Gun Two, but it wasn't. It was Maverick, wasn't it? Well, it so. kind of was Top Gun Two, but yeah, they called it yeah Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, so he. He's one of my favourites was American Made. There was another one in the plains. You remember when he was running drugs for um, Pablo I've Escobar and that? Have you not it. seen that one? No, That's no, good. No. That, yeah, good is it's it? a really good film. Yeah, but he is. He's established that he's had blockbuster hits. Oh, loads of them. And I'm not discrediting that at all. Like no, he, not he does at all. His, own his, his career is impeccable, really, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And he, he has done a lot of his own stunts, if not all of them oh, himself. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, he, he takes acting and making films very seriously. That is his passion. Yeah. I'm not disrespecting that at all. No, not at all. I'm just disrespecting his religion. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will just mention another positive is other celebrities and people who have met Mr. Cruz says he's actually really nice and he has an impeccable memory where he can remember everyone's names. So even so if anyone met him and introduced themselves, you would meet him again a few years later, and he would remember your name. Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's, he's very, very good at remembering everybody's uh, Josh, name. Paranormality, UK, the podcast <laughs> guy, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's actually, uh, supposedly, very upbeat and very positive. And yeah, yeah, well, he yeah. always seems like that when he's doing his promotions for his films. He, he almost mm. feels, it seems like that, that lad next door, doesn't he, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's the, the, the character he, he, he puts out there to the public, at mm-hmm. least, you know? I mean, let, let, let's, let's have a look at what, what goes on in his inner circles, then. Well, allegedly, he has aides that, I will say, aides that assist him very quickly. I thought quickly. you said he had aides. Exactly, that's why... <laughs> That's why I wanted to say it quick, because people go, what? He's got AIDS? No, no. Allegedly has AIDS that assist and help him with every movie, surrounding themselves around Tom, almost like a supportive wall. Like an entourage. An entourage. Yeah, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Not a wall made of people. Or AIDS. <laughs> or AIDS. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he does not have AIDS. Well, as far as we know... Yeah, no, he as doesn't. far as we know, no. It's an entourage, not AIDS. So supposedly, this entourage... I'll scribble out you, the word Yeah, you've got to change the name of it every time now. Yeah. So supposedly, this... Uh, or allegedly, this entourage that are around him all the time... Also, some of them play extras in his films and things. Okay, yeah. Uh, they are not allowed to answer back or question his directions. And some say that they are more like servants borderline slaves. Okay, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Allegedly. So uh, I've already said one people, one word people use is intense. And I will just refer to, there is one interview on YouTube 
with Tom Cruise that you can watch it. If you type in Matt Lauer, that is spelled L-A-U-E-R, Matt Lauer. He is having an interview, obviously doing the usual, promoting a film and stuff like that. And I don't know the background story of Tom Cruise's ex-girlfriend, Brooke Shields. I'm not into, like, celebrity relationships and stuff like that. No. I'm not, again, I'm not going to theorize on what happened and stuff like that, but something happened, and this guy mentions her. And Tom Cruise starts off by saying, yeah, he really respects her, loves her as a person, this, that, and the other. And something involving uh, it was psychiatry and drugs and things like that was mentioned. And you see Tom Cruise switch. You see his eyes, and he becomes very angry, very... It's almost like it's just a switch, man. And I would recommend... I'm not going to go through some quotes and things that he was outraged by and what he said. It's not a long video. It's maybe like eight minutes. Worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Tom Cruise, Matt Lauer interview. You'll see it. And tell me right in the comments when you see that switch because it is instant and it's it's crazy. Um, But in that interview, I will just touch on, he he says that he doesn't agree with psychiatry and never has done. Okay. Um, And... Uh, what the last thing I'll mention about Tom Cruise because I don't want to spend too much time badgering Tom Cruise because yeah, I like yeah. I say I do like his films and stuff. Um, is a lot of people say, well, why do, why does he stay in Scientology? Why doesn't he leave? Like he seems like a really normal, nice, down to earth person. Yeah, he's not the kind of guy that you'd imagine would want to mm. beat people up or you know mistreat, mistreat torment. Yeah, you know, he, that d- kind he of doesn't thing. seem he, the he type. He does come out as a genuinely nice guy, doesn't he? Yeah, and a, a lot of celebrities, like I said, a lot of celebrities that have met him and worked with him all say nice things about him, so he can't be all bad. Mm. But uh, that does come up quite often. They're like, why is he part of this cr- this crazy thing? Like, Why is he in Scientology? And allegedly, there's one word, and that is power. He, right. He is basically... He, I mean, David Miscavige was the best man at his wedding. Is he an what do you O H? He's an O T eight. O T eight. He's yeah. and if there's one above O T eight, he's that. He, he would be that. Yeah. Yeah. He's he has a lot of power and a lot of influence. A lot of influence, and people say that to some degree, Scientology is actually scarier than the Hollywood elite. Like they yeah, have a lot of power. Is, yeah. So, and like we've mentioned before on previous podcasts, the people who have power mm-hmm. are reluctant to relinquish that power. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. No matter what your personal beliefs are, when you've got that power, you don't want to let go of it, do you? Mm-hmm. And I imagine that would account for like maybe ninety nine percent of people that had that kind of power. You're yeah. not going to want to get rid of it. So that's it for Tom Cruise. I mean, there there is other stories and things. There's plen- plenty on the internet that you plenty. can go and look up for Tom Cruise so, and Scientology. Yeah, look it up yourself, connect the dots. But I'm just going to quickly mention some other celebrities that are Scientologists that people may or may not know. Okay. Um, so John Travolta yes. is a Scientologist. I, I, I could name two celebrity uh, Scientologists and you've just literally named the second one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and to be honest with you, they're probably the most two famous ones. Yeah, so probably. After that, you start getting to the B list, the C list, and then eventually people are going to go, I've never heard of them. Yeah, but yeah. Tom Cruise and John Travolta are the main two. Again, I'll start off positive. A lot of people say John Travolta is very funny, very sweet, very charming. Mm-hmm. People that have worked with him love working with him. He's very caring for his family, big family man. Yeah. You know, really nice guy. 
Um, and to be honest with you, John Travolta, he's he's not he does he doesn't push his beliefs on people. He's not trying to get people to join Scientology. He kind of keeps himself to himself. That's what okay. he believes in. He gets the benefits from Scientology. And he kind of keeps it at that. So I'm not going to badmouth John Travolta, really. Yeah, no, fair Plus, enough. Plus, Pulp Fiction is yeah. like my all-time favorite film of all, forever, apart fair from enough. Star Wars. So <laughs> I actually quite like him. But one thing I will just say about John Travolta, which I found very interesting, which doesn't say a lot about him, but more the religion or the church. Yeah. He is allegedly given a designated program called KUCOM. And right. this is a policy which is basically... If you kill a human being, we will get rid of the body, no questions asked. <laughs> right. So he's part of that. He was basically told by Scientologists, oh, you can go on this program. So, you know, if you do something absolutely terrible, don't worry about it. We'll slate, cover it up. Slate will be clean. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, by, I'm definitely not saying John Travolta's killed anyone. I'm not oh, saying Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying that he is part of this program, allegedly. Allegedly that if he did do something... To be honest, probably not just killing people. It's pretty much any misdemeanour. They will just make sure that that slate is wiped clean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's all I've got on John Travolta. Because I, I like the guy, so I'm not going to say him. And also, that's not yeah. saying anything about him. So I just want to quickly touch on a few other celebrities, because I know we're getting on for a bit of time here. But That's all right. Take the time you need. <laughs> so other celebrities... Include Elizabeth Moss. Uh, people might know her from Handmaid's Tale or the film The Invisible Man. Yeah, she's a Scientologist. This one really surprised me. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley and her daughter <laughs> Riley Keough. <coughs> really? Uh, yes. So Elvis, Elvis granddaughter. Presley's daughter and granddaughter and granddaughter yeah. uh, Scientologists. Um, I wonder how Elvis would feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Odd. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe Elvis would be a member. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, also, I've, I've touched on Danny Masterson, but Christopher Masterson is, he, I think it's his older brother or younger brother. Um, he played, people, people would probably most famously know him as the, the brother in Malcolm in the Middle that was in the army. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that guy. guy. Yeah. And then also their sister, Alana Masterson, who plays Tara in Walking Dead. So yes. all three of those siblings, they're all Scientologists. Right, okay, yeah. This one, the last celebrity I will mention... Nancy Cartwright. People will know her as the Bart voice, Simpson's voice. Bart Simpson. Yeah. And wow. she has allegedly donated up to ten million to, really? to Scientology. Yeah, she's she's up there. She's oh, okay. she's deep Fair in enough. the Scientology. She might be a level two by now then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so that's all the other celebrities I could kind of find with a some sort of name to them. So now I'm gonna get into the the bit we've all been waiting for. Yes. This is the juicy stuff. Right. So So you're actually gonna tell us what they actually believe in. Yeah, I'm gonna build up to it. I'm okay. gonna build up to it because I got some of this information from a woman called Leah Remini. Yep. She was the actress on King of Queens, which was a sitcom with Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like early 2000s or something. Oh, I think you still find it on the TV today, can't you? Yeah, Or, or yeah. Netflix, perhaps. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure I've it's, seen it somewhere. It's kind of like Friends, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's an old sitcoms, sitcom. Yeah. Um, but much love and respect to Leah Remini. She is very outspoken. Her whole family were Scientologists. Yeah. She actually got to OT5, and right. her mother was an OT8, which is the top, top level. level. Yeah, so yeah. she is not a Scientologist anymore, neither is her husband. Um, and she says, first of all, she 
again, starts with the, the positive. So she says there's actually a lot of good people in Scientology that set an example and help friends and family, but it's also very clicky. They only seem to help other fellow Scientologists, yeah, if you yeah. know what I mean. Um, like I said, her whole family are Scientologists and have been for many years. She was told very young she is a spirit in her body and she picked her own mother. Right. So, again, from a very young age, kind of being allegedly brainwashed yeah. <laughs> into thinking a certain way. Um, Leah Remney also calls it a cult. She does not call it a religion. Um, she says it's, again, it's like the elite of the world. Yeah. So, um, but I will just say as well. They don't like being called a cult. They do not do like they? being called a cult. I didn't call her a cult. Leah no, Remley did. Leah did, yeah. And you can f- watch her whole interview. The one I would say is the most fascinating is the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, yeah. Fellow yeah. podcast, episode 908. It's about two hours long, but it is worth every minute. It is so fascinating. Joe does do some long podcasts. Yeah, yeah, and he is asking all the right questions. He's, like, not messing around. He's getting to the information. Yeah. And she's just being very outspoken, very honest. And um, you, you've got to watch it for yourself because I'm not going to go into everything she I, says. I will, yeah, yeah. But honestly, it's it's one of the, the best interviews, and I was so fascinated by it. And um, she don't get me wrong. I will just say, like, she's a little bit kooky, like a little bit weird, but in a good way. If you know what I mean. I, I think she'd have to be a little bit kooky to have got involved in all this in the first place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she generally, she really does come across as such a lovely person who's just yeah. telling her story. So when I say weird and kooky, I mean it in an honestly a good way. A nice way. Yeah. yeah. So Eccentric. Yeah, and she also, we've already touched on the levels, but yeah. she was basically saying that you have to kind of pay your way to get, up. To get yeah, your way yeah. up. And then she was the one in the interview that said about the bridge in OT8. And here we go. OT stands for Operating Thetan. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, So this is where we get into touching a little bit back on David Miscavige's wife. Right, yeah, yeah. Leah Remini also questioned where David Miscavige's wife was and at Tom Cruise's wedding. Because yeah. that was the first instance where she thought, hang on a second. That's a bit weird that she didn't turn up. Yeah, yeah his okay. wife is not at a wedding. Yeah. Very odd. And do you remember the last episode I said that they they kind of snitch on each other? Like they they write full-on reports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leah Remney, good on you, girl. She wrote reports about Tom Cruise and David Miscavige. Really? <laughs> yeah, which unfortunately made herself a target. Yeah, I would say it did, yeah. But in her defence, like she said in the interview, she's only doing what she's told to do. Yeah. Like, as part of their as part religion... part of their instructions, yeah. They're told if you see something that discourages or whatever with, it goes against Scientology, you have to write a report. That's exactly what she did. So... They didn't like that very much? No, they did not. No. And because they didn't like it very much, um, she was told to let it go. All her reports and stuff, they were like, no, let it go. Don't, we, we feel bad for the way we spoke to you before and stuff, but you've just got to let it go. So then she was told to go down to Clearwater, Florida, to one of their home bases. Yeah. She was interrogated for three months. Really? For three months, just trying to get information out of her and, you know, accusing her of stuff. What are your crimes? What are your crimes? All of that stuff. And she talks about it openly. So now 
I've already touched on OT3 is the level where Scientologists learn what the religion really believes. Leah says they took her into a room. This is when she reached OT3. This is when she reached OT3. Yeah. So Leah says they took her into a room with her mother in which there was a security guard and she was told to sign documents. She was then given a briefcase with a code. You then have to open the briefcase so they can put the material inside the briefcase and then you have to attach it to your own body. So whether that's rope, whatever Probably a handcuff or something like that. Yeah. I, d- I think she said it definitely wasn't handcuffed, but it was like some sort of rope or material. Okay. So you've got it on you. So yeah. you cannot lose that. Um, so after it's locked to your body, you then go into a separate room. And there's doors in between these, mm-hmm. these rooms. Very secretive. Once you're in the room, you open the briefcase and you get all the answers you've been asking for years. So now... I'm going to tell you what Scientologists so actually believe. And what's this, in that briefcase? This is what's in that briefcase. Okay. Now, I will just say, before I go into it, it wasn't just Leah Remini, because I want to back her up here. A lot of it is what she said was in the briefcase. Yeah. But I've also, because um, if you watch the interview, you'll see she doesn't word for word quote, you know, she just goes into a yeah, little yeah, bit of yeah. what they believe. Yeah. So I actually went using Leah Remini's thing and... A little bit of shout out to South Park and a oh yeah, South Park did did uh, do an expose, didn't they? Yes, and a few other resources. And this is what they believe. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go Hang for on. it. Let me clip. Right, are you ready? This is the juiciest part. Okay, let, let, we'll let you have a quick drink <sighs> so you right. put some moisture in your mouth. Okay, <clears throat> what Scientologists actually believe is seventy five million years ago there was a galactic federation of planets ruled over by the evil Lord Zenu. Xenu thought the galaxy was overpopulated, so rounded up millions of aliens from different planets and had them frozen. The frozen aliens were then taken to Earth and dumped into volcanoes. The souls of these aliens upon death all floated towards the sky, but Xenu foresaw this and didn't want their souls to return. So he built a giant soul catcher in the sky. The souls were then taken to a facility where they were fed with material that led them into believing a false reality. Xenu then released the alien souls which roamed the earth until the dawn of man, which the souls then attached themselves to all of mankind, which still to this day causes all of our fears, confusions and problems. Does that make sense, dear? No. No. No, no, that honestly uh, sounds like some weird science fiction novel. To be yeah, honest, yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure why I could make that connection. Mm, um, yeah, but it, yeah, I know. So what you mean. The, the souls of yeah, all these people that have been thrown into a volcano, they are the Thetans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to pick a hole here in the whole of Scientology. Yeah. Please if, do. If this was in fact the case that Lord Zeno had done the, this thing and and what was it? He rounded up millions of people, millions of aliens, millions of aliens. Yeah. Basically killed them all. Yeah. By dropping them into a volcano. Yeah. He froze them first though. Froze them first. <laughs> well, you know, hot cold. <laughs> right now, these all these souls then came out of the volcano, mm-hmm. and they were going to go back to. Um, the, All their the, planets. the afterlife and the planets or, mm-hmm. or whatever, but he 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 then he caught them, caught them, and yep. kept them here on Earth. Yeah, they roamed the Earth until the dawn of man. Until the dawn of man. Yeah, and then they uh, uh, like they, p- possessed. Yeah, people? they 
they attach themselves to all of mankind. So me and you sitting here now, we have things. we have these these souls in our body that but, that are filled with misinformation. But yeah. surely that means there is only a finite number of thetans. So while you might have one, how do I know that I have one? Everybody has them. But, ha- but, uh, but there's eight billion people on the planet, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, he got he got millions of aliens that, from different millions planets. is not billions. There's still no. got to be quite a lot of people out there without a Thetan to attach to. Right. So he, they, Lord Zenu. Yeah. Respectfully, you got to respect Lord Zenu. Right? He's of a course. lord, right? He got millions. Just like Lord Vader. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there the he is. <laughs> respect to you, Lord. <laughs> so he collected millions of aliens from several different planets. Obviously, yeah. that would accumulate to billions eventually wouldn't it so there's lots of but this is a one-time thing how did he this is the before the dawn of man Mm -hmm. and for literally thousands and thousands of years yeah we were only like a maximum of like a couple of billion people Mm -hmm. and it's only within within the last 200 years that our population has soared to the amount that we've got now Mm mm-hmm I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's more people than what they should be Thetans to attach to. You know what I mean? So there's got yeah. to be a finite number of Scientologists. But then they might turn around and say that these souls are still wandering the Earth, and when a baby is born, it's attached. So it's like a... It's, it's, I'm not buying it, no. man. I'm not buying it. No. But do you see where it links together? So what I'm saying is Lord Zenu released these souls. Yeah. After, and these souls were fed misinformation and lies and everything. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they attach to the bodies. If you join Scientology, they make you become, or eventually you become a Thetan and you become good again. Does that make sense? Like Not really. <laughs> but you're still full of lies and, and... Yeah, currently we're full of lies and evil. But if we join Scientology... And they do they these... Will turn our Thetans pure. Yeah. And we become pure. Which, leads, which leads me... Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to beep that out. But yeah. sorry. I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a beep at some point in this episode. <laughs> and it's fine. It's understandable. I've got to be honest. Like, from my point of view, I mean, I, did, I covered the, the, the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster and Pastafarians. Yeah. And... To me, I respect them more than these the Scientologists because at least the Pastafarians are going, yeah, we're spilling a load of bullshit, but Beep. we can admit that it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Part of you're getting riled up. You're, cre- you're giving yourself more work. I'm sorry, sorry. Sorry, future me. <laughs> I understand your frustration. I do. And it's, it's, it is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... This and that is genuinely what they believe. If you want a recap of what I just read, where you think oh, he kind of went a bit quick there, I couldn't keep up. All you need to do go on YouTube, What's TikTok, South whatever. Park? South Park season nine, episode twelve. That's Explains all you need all. to know. Yeah. And speaking of South Park, Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist. Was he? The reason Chef left the show was because they, they did the Scientology episode. Yeah, and he wasn't enough. happy about it. Yeah, and they 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 probably kind of uh, did him over for that as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they uh, <laughs> they yeah they took him out. There. <laughs> Whew, they boy did they take him out of <laughs> South Park, and 
Yeah, I don't know the episode what that is, but check that out as well. So we're coming to the awards the end now, and rather than just keep going into things and repeating myself about yeah, stories yeah. and theories and stuff like that, um, there's just three things that you can check out for yourselves that are still going on today. Yep. And they are probably the three best representations of if you want to learn more about Scientology, not join them, but learn about them. <laughs> you want um, to learn the dangers. Learn, learn what exactly, to avoid. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So going clear is um, it's like a documentary, right. uh, 2015, by filmmaker Alex Gibney. Uh, and that also interviews former members of the church. So again, you're getting Fair first-hand yeah, yeah, first thing. Hand, uh, yeah, and Leah Remney also, and I've mentioned her before, but she has, I think it ended in 2019, but from the years of 2016 to 2019, she had a Netflix show called Scientology and the Aftermath. And oh, again, enough, yeah. her experiences, other people. And I will just say as well, because I didn't mention it before, um, I don't think I did, but her whole family, even her mother, who was an OT8, is no longer a Scientologist. So, again, connect the dots. What does that tell you if another exactly, yeah. OT8 member has and didn't left? You, didn't you tell me, obviously, outside of this podcast, when we've just been discussing it at work and whatnot, that she's uh, massively under like surveillance by them? Leah Remney, no. So, so Leah Remney... Oh, no, no. it was Tom Cruise's... Um, Allegedly. Ex, uh, ...ex-wife... Yes, allegedly, allegedly was quite harassed by them when they separated. Yes, she? do you remember I, I briefly touched on Shelley Miscavige? Mm -hmm. Allegedly, I know I keep saying it. I apologise, but I don't want to get in trouble. Allegedly, set up like a uh, what was it? Like an interview process to yeah, be Tom yeah. Cruise's uh, new girlfriend. Yeah, it was her allegedly that was uh, picked, I suppose, in a yeah. way. Didn't date Tom Cruise for long. I think, I think I read six, six to nine months, something Fair like enough. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, a lot younger than uh, Tom, but you know, not. Uh, not We're gonna, not going to judge. Not going to judge. Um, but she is supposedly the one that is been harassed, and uh, there's a stories of her moving away, changing states, being followed, being followed, and yeah. she will move into a house and within 24 to 48 hours, either the house opposite or next door has been bought and she can see people spying on her and watching her from roughly 8 in the morning to 8 at night. And then not even trying to hide it. Not even trying to hide it. Liam uh, Remney says the reason that she doesn't. She's not really fussed about them, and the reason right. then they don't seem to be they going on. kind of left her alone a little bit, yeah. They've left her alone is because, in her words, she's speaking the truth. So because she's speaking the truth, harassing her and stuff isn't... Isn't going to help. It's not going to get her to stop. No. And she's even said, like in the Joe Rogan interview, you know, you can besmirch my name, you can say all these things about me, it does not change the fact about what I'm saying is true to that yeah. religion. Yeah. So, I mean, good on her, respect to her. I didn't know much about Leah Remney before going into Scientology. And I love the woman. I think... I'm I'm going to go back and watch King of Queens because I find her really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And uh, generally, she's become one of my favourite celebrities. And I urge I everyone, if there's one thing to watch from this, it's the Joe Rogan interview with her, episode 908. It's fascinating. It's amazing. Fair play. And that is Scientology. Fair. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah. So I guess um, somehow we've got to put this to the paranormality scale. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how to do mm-hmm. that. Normally, with religions, well, with pastafarianism, we just kind of rated it on how much we liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, with religions, we 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 rate them on how believable. Yeah, they are. Okay. Or, do we? Uh, you know what? I mean, or, I, like, I mean, originally when we did like the first Christianity one, um, I, we sort of. Um, it kind of was about how believable it is. How believable, it? yeah, and, and because we we spoke about how there's good morals and things with yeah, Christianity yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe some of the stories you could believe them or not believe them. It's your choice, but mm-hmm. the moral values that it teaches is good. Yes. Whereas with this one, mm-hmm. I can't say that same sentence without. <laughs> like <Yeah>. lying, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so I mean, <clears throat> crikey, how do we rate this? If we want to go by how believable it is, and zero point zero. I mean, Scientology to me is an exception. If if you want to go for the whole religion as a as a whole, just yeah. the whole of Scientology, believability, how much you like it, or whatever, my score isn't going to change, mate. I'll tell you right now, minus nine, minus nine. It's okay. not as bad yeah, as Flat Earth, enough. yeah, but. It's yeah. up there for me. Minus nine. Minus I think nine. It's ludicrous. I think it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's it's just immoral. Entirely unbelievable. Immoral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unjust. Yeah. And they're cowards as well. I will add that they are cowards because the people that have spoken out and said things and had actual experiences with them, they either just deny it all, they run away, or they try and sue you for it. So yeah. they're not actually dealing with the issue. No, Do you know no what not I mean? at all. Yeah. So because they're cowards, and I just think it's really damaging to... And I feel sorry for all the, the kids out there where their families are involved in this, and they're being brainwashed. Uh, yeah, and they've and got no choice in it. And it's, it's, to me, it's just an absolute terrible religion. But that's my opinion. That's you know, fair enough. I, to be honest, I agree with you, mate. I'm going to I'm going to come down there with you. No, minus 9.9. Yeah. Same as the Flat Earth. They're just as bad. Yes. That's not the, worse. It's not worse because Flat Earth makes my blood boil because it's so stupid. And I'm sorry, mate, you're going to have to add another beat. It's <laughs> f***ing stupid. Right? <laughs> but this is just behind it for me. Yeah. Like I just think after going down a deep dive, and that's the thing, I, I r- kind of rushed through this in a way to get through it, but yeah. there's so much more I could have gone into. You, you did say to me the other night in a text message that you could probably make three or four parts to yeah. this. But... Yes, so... We're doing Scientologists a favour by not doing more parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to bump it up with you. Minus 9.9. 9. I yeah. kind of forgot. I, in my mind, I was thinking minus 9 is just underneath 10. But no, you're right, Pyro. Nine, minus 9.9, 9. 9. 9, mate. Yeah. So, Flat Earth is the worst, followed by Scientology, in my opinion. And that's my opinion. So, you can't sue me on my opinion. I think it's terrible. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no allegedly is here. It's... No. <laughs> <laughs> It's ludicrous. So it is. So, um, if you're a Scientologist, don't write in. <laughs> don't bother. Don't bother. If you know a Scientologist, get away from them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a Scientologist, take a long, hard look at your life. Yep. And your life choices. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess uh, until next week, all we can do is, is leave it at that. And I'm going to say I'm pirate. I'm Josh. This has been Paranormality. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 